Welcome to How to Feel. I'm Anastasia Holland, and these are words and stories on what it feels like to be human. Hey, hey, welcome to episode four of How to Feel. Today, we're going to be discussing how to feel abortion, an interview with my friend and women's wellness educator, Danelle Naraki. In 2018, I got pregnant for the first time. My partner and I had only been dating for two months, and the news struck me harder than I could have imagined. I always thought that if I ever got pregnant before I was ready, an abortion would be an easy choice, something that wouldn't affect me that much, that I'd just go in there and get the procedure and it would be done and that was that. It was kind of a joke among my friends and I, like an an abortion is no big deal. But when it actually happened, it was a completely other story. Knowing that I had a baby inside of me was unlike anything I had ever experienced. And also knowing that Isaac and I made this little being and what I believe a being that chose us made my decision feel really complicated. I had a friend say to me at the time that either choice there will be suffering and either either choice there will be joy. It's about what choice feels like it's yours to make right now. That pregnancy ended up ending in a miscarriage, which there will be an entirely other episode about, which I shared about publicly. It was a miscarriage that I was planning to abort, so it often feels like my body had an abortion for me. And a lot of people call miscarriages spontaneous abortions. The first friend to reach out to me after I shared publicly about my experience was my friend Danelle, who is today's guest. She shared with me some really helpful words and support and also shared her journey with abortion as well. A year later, I got pregnant again. I found out on the Burning Man Playa with a pregnancy test we had a friend bring in. I spent 17 days in the desert knowing that I was pregnant, swirling in confusion about what it was we were going to do. This time, the decision wasn't as clear. We had been together for a while. We were super in love. We knew that we wanted to have children one day and that we were going to be together for long term and that maybe this was the time, this was our moment. And there were many moments where we decided we were going to keep them. Eventually, when we got home, I decided to have a medical abortion where I took pills to induce termination. It was one of the most painful and hard experiences I have ever gone through, and the process certainly didn't end when the pregnancy did. I am still in process, and last month marked when I would have given birth. I wanted to bring Danelle on to share her experiences with abortion and her wisdom on women's health. The complexity and emotional experience of abortion is not often talked about. We have such a narrow view of what abortion is and who it is for and why we do it. I wanted to have an episode that normalizes all experiences of terminating a pregnancy and to empower women around choice and fertility. 
I knew Danelle was who I wanted to have on to talk about how to feel abortion. She's amazing and so, so knowledgeable. Danelle is a guide, speaker, and teacher specializing in women's wellness and earth-based health. She believes in the body's ability to heal and guides women to connect to their body and find empowerment on the self-healing path. Since 2008, Danelle has done extensive study in the fields of health, healing, personal transformation, indigenous wisdom, plant medicine, and history. All of this accumulates in her mission to lead people to be in loving relationships with their body and Earth's body. She received her MA in Integrative Health Studies from California Institute of Integral Studies, CIIS, and a BA in History from UC Davis. Utilizing all she studied, Danelle self-healed seven years of HPV and cervical dysplasia diagnoses and have retained a clear bill of health ever since. In 2016, Danelle founded Cervical Wellness, an online education platform guiding women to self-heal their cervix, as well as reconnect to their feminine, female, not feminine, female, sacred anatomy in new and empowering ways. She offers online courses and events, in-person workshops and retreats, as well as sharing illuminating content in public talks and on Instagram and YouTube. Danelle is a wonderful friend and human, and I think that you will really, really benefit from this episode. So without, without further ado, here is How to Feel Abortion. Hi, Danelle. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Anastasia. I'm really excited to be here. So one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on for the How to Feel Abortion episodes is because you were really the first friend who had had an abortion, but reached out to me when you found out that I was pregnant and was planning to have an abortion, but ended up having a miscarriage. And just you reaching out to me and sharing your experience and just sharing that you were there for me really helped me a lot and like relieved a lot of shame. And um, so I wanted to have you on to share your experience with abortion. And so I thought we could just start off with you doing that and just sharing your personal experience with abortion for all the listeners. Sure. I'm like honored to share these experiences because I actually consider them very sacred. And for me, my abortion experiences, um, I see them as an initiation. So uh, let's see, I guess I'll begin at the very beginning. The the first one, I've had two uh, pregnancy releases. I learned that phrase and I really like that over the word abortion. Abortion tends to have such as like a strong reaction from people. So pregnancy releases. My first one was at the age of 19 and um, I, you know, when I found out I was pregnant, I was in college and uh, it was from a one night stand and, um, you know, the first immediate sensation in my body was shame and fear because my mother actually had gotten pregnant and given birth to my sister when she was just 17. And my whole life, literally my whole life up until that point, my mother had really 
kind of hammered in my mind, like, you don't want to be a young mother. You don't want to be a young mother. Like, this is the worst thing that could ever happen to you is if you get pregnant before you're ready. And so when I found out I was pregnant, it was just like, oh my gosh, I am living this terrible thing that uh, has been told to me is a terrible thing. And I remember I called my mother and the first thing she asked me was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I don't want to keep this. Like, I don't really even know the father. I am in college right now. I want to abort it. And I remember when I um, reached out to the father to be, I don't know what to call him because he's not really <laughs> yeah. like the father. I don't know what the person who <laughs> called me pregnant. Um, you know, just to be fully transparent, I had actually been with two guys that night. Uh, that's a little vulnerable to share, but whatever. <laughs> I was in a very interesting time of my life. And, um, but he was the one who, you know, ejaculated inside of me in essence. And I remember he asked me, he's like, well, how do you know it was mine? I'm like, because I know, like, I know it was you. I actually had a visceral experience of like feeling the implantation. And um, he responded in text being like, oh, that sucks. You better get that taken care of. And so immediately I just, again, just like this compounded feeling of shame that this had happened to me. Like here I was, this, you know, educated young woman and how could I have gotten myself pregnant you know like that's what was going through my mind and um, my experience of going through the process of um, terminating that pregnancy is actually very traumatic for me I um, it was all very secretive like I, I don't exactly remember why or how but I had to go through some like backdoor experiences with the county in um, uh, where my school was and I remember having to go talk to a woman at like the public health center and she had to like lie on some documents at the time to allow me to terminate this pregnancy perhaps at that time there was some laws in place that didn't allow like the termination of pregnancy for a certain reasons. I think I've blocked it out, like certain steps of it, but I was 12 weeks pregnant when I was finally able to get an appointment because I had to go through so many bureaucratic hoops to get to the place to be able to go to Planned Parenthood and have a DNC abortion. Um, so like I was feeling the experience of being pregnant. My breasts were tender, like I was starting to like show. And I, I just remember being so dissociated from my body at this time because I just did not want to connect to the experience of being pregnant. So I went to Planned Parenthood and had a DNC, which for people who don't know what a DNC is, I don't really remember what the acronym stands for, but it's where they like force dilate your cervix and in essence like vacuum out the, the fetus. And my roommate at the time uh, was very Catholic and did not agree with abortions at all, but she still came with me and was my person to, um, you know, to drive me home because I was going to be drugged in essence. I remember being at the abortion clinic and just crying so hard beforehand because I was just terrified. Like, 
I felt like I had no one to be there with me because um, I really didn't. My mother just, you know, just let me go do it. There was no parental support in that respect. And the doctors looked at me and they're like, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, yes, just like get it over with, please. And so they gave me like an intravenous dissociative in essence. And I just, I really, like I was completely dissociated through that whole experience. And so I thought it was over and done with. And I went about my business. I, I think I went and went to another college party like the day after and just completely got drunk because I couldn't handle what had happened. Um, I'm just going through all the details. I love it. <laughs> um, like, I don't even have to say anything. <laughs> okay. Well, I'd like, this is, this is like the real reality, you know, yeah. of, of this initiation for me. So two weeks after this experience, um, I was on my college campus and I felt something funny happen in my uterus and I go to the bathroom and I'm just hemorrhaging blood like like more blood than I've ever seen in my entire life and I go to my place of employment which was on campus and my boss who was a woman that like an older woman who I looked up to I like showed her that I was just like bleeding through my pants and so she rushed me to the doctors um, the on-campus clinic and the of course, the only doctor on call was a male doctor. And I remember just going into the bathroom and using so much toilet paper, I clogged their toilet. And that, you know, then they examined me and they're like, okay, what happened recently? I'm like, well, I had the, an abortion. And they're like, oh, what probably happened is they actually didn't fully terminate it. And what you're doing right now is miscarrying. So, you know, going through that whole journey, um, you know, led me to on a path then of having several years afterwards of dissociating entirely with, you know, parties and drugs and alcohol and, and the, it like compounded this like deep fear of getting pregnant. So up and through my twenties, I uh, had this very strong terror of that happening again. And I ended up meeting my partner and we have a very great relationship and I still just always had this like, I can never go through that again. I could never go through that again. Well, lo and behold, then at the age of 26, what happens? Right when I graduate from my master's program, I was feeling on top of the world and I guess I was very fertile and I get pregnant again. And again, this deep sense of shame and fear and just like, are you effing kidding me? Like my worst dreams have come true twice now. Um, but this, this experience was different in that I had a loving partner and, you know, I could have chosen to keep the pregnancy, but I had just graduated from grad school. I was deep in debt. I had no job. Like he didn't really have much money and it just did, it wasn't feasible for me to, um, continue with the pregnancy and uh you know that that termination um, story is also quite long i want to give you a chance to speak to um, anastasia um, but in essence that termination 
actually led me to feel inspired and to have the energy to do the work I'm doing today with cervical wellness and supporting women in their reproductive health. Um, and I really feel that if it wasn't for that second termination process that I actually wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. It really was an initiation. And the first one was also an initiation into um, just self-exploration and uh, figuring out who I am and, and what I want in the world. So I'll stop there and let you speak now because that was a lot. Yeah, thank you for that. I could have even listened to your second story too because... It's so helpful to hear, but um, I think there's a few things I want to touch on in what you said, but one of them is this experience of going through an abortion the first time and then being like, I, that can never happen again. And an intense fear of pregnancy, which is something I experienced and I think many do, and then it happening again, you know, and the shame and the self hate for that and all of the thoughts and feelings that come up, which is from our culture of just like, you've done a really bad thing again. <laughs> and um, I believe these abortions, and I love the term that you called them, are initiations. And the way that we can kind of reap the benefits of these initiations is by integrating them. And so I want to hear a little bit about what the integration process looked like from that first abortion and then also your second one um, for women out there who who maybe have just gone through this or have gone through it and have this feeling that, oh, I need to move through this and I need to feel this and I need to integrate this. And what are some of the steps that you took and what did that look like for you? So, you know, for the first one, um, you know, Planned Parenthood had actually like given me my due date, like when I would have given birth. And um, I have heard it through many different channels that the, the, the physical human female body actually uh, continues to think it's pregnant, even if it's not actually physically pregnant throughout the duration of what would be the gestation period. So when I came upon my due date, I remember being very conscious of that day and I actually named my baby or like, I didn't name it. Like the name came to me like, oh, this is the name of the spirit that was within me. And, um, you know, I held a little ritual in my own way. You know, I, th I think I was 20 at that time. Um, and just like really calling upon that spirit and, you know, saying, I'm sorry. And, you know, thank you for being with me. And, you know, this is what I've learned and this is what I'm doing and just taking steps to honor it. Um, and same thing with the second pregnancy. I was also very conscious of when I would have actually given physical birth. And, um, you know, I've done th like with both of them, I've made art pieces that represented the journey of finding out that I was pregnant. And, um, you know, for the first pregnancy, I actually went to Burning Man and I put it that art piece on um, the temple and I watched it burn, you know, with all of these prayers. And with the second pregnancy, uh, I was on the island of Maui when I was bleeding, when I was, um, you know, aborting, I don't know what the, like the verb is um, from taking the, the pills. Um, and I also, you know, 
made like intentional prayers just to honor the spirits and to really offer gratitude for them for choosing me like as a potential mother and uh, I the third thing I did is I went through a lot of grief and I allowed myself to cry I went to a grief ritual that was you know facilitated and I remember literally like wailing the names of my unborn children and just really allowing myself to feel that deep sadness because even if I didn't have the children, even if I didn't quote like want them at that time, like the like our bodies as females are designed to, you know, get pregnant and gestate and give birth. And so like feeling the grief of, of not allowing that potential to be born um, was really necessary. I also, um, for the second abortion, I went through the terminating process, like bleeding process alone. I was on Maui. Um, I had bought myself a, a solo trip in honor of graduating grad school. And it just so happened that, the, like the story is long, but it just so happened that I was on Maui when it happened and my partner at the time wasn't with me. And so I had held a lot of resentment around him not being there with me. And I ended up holding a, a story share circle for myself where I called in like close friends. I made sure John was there and I set a, a sacred container for me to speak in detail what I had experienced just to not feel alone in the experience. And so, and he even came up to me, he's like, wow, Danelle, I didn't know that that's what you went through. Cause he, he knew logically what it was happening, but he didn't really understand the emotional impact of terminating a child terminating, you know, uh, unborn child with someone that I love. Like I loved him at the time and I still do. He's my husband now. <laughs> um, so really be like having the initiative to make sacred space for myself because there is no sacred space really held in our culture for these sorts of experiences was pivotal. And I'd say that, you know, it took several years for me to actually, for each of them, for me to actually, you know, go through the, the grieving process and the acceptance and finding the, the jewels of the initiation and, and finding the lessons. And even now I still connect to the spirits. I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I'll say their names or whatnot. And I feel like they're guides for me now. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel you know, for me, and it's one of my questions is it was an initiation into the mother archetype, even though I still needed to be a maiden and still am one right now and transitioning, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, but what happens with that is that once you're a mother, and I would love to hear your perspective on, on this, that doesn't ever go away. And even though you, we terminated pregnancies and they never came into physical form, the feeling of having that connection and then choosing to let it go felt like a choice that a mother had to make, at least for myself. And, um, and kind of holding both things of relief that it was gone, that a spirit was gone, but also sadness and wanting it back at the same time. 
And um, I'm curious just to dig deeper into the initiation piece. And did you feel like it was initiating into you, into a mother, into your womanhood, or into into just a greater version of yourself? Um, what were kind of the benefits from the initiation mm-hmm. for you? Yeah, so each pregnancy experience was a different type of initiation. At the age of 19, I I don't feel like it was initiating me into mother, but it was actually initiating me into like, how to say this, like, like wild blood medicine woman, if that makes sense. It's like, like experiencing that caliber of darkness in the body, like basically choosing death over choosing life. Uh, for me, it changed me in a very real way. I was less naive. I was more open to, you know, different realms of consciousness because it's a very psychedelic experience to know that you're bleeding out of your baby. It's, um, you know, it's, it, there's nothing that compares to it. Um, and so, yeah, that initiation was really an initiation into um, the sacred for me. Uh, it was yeah, this, I would say the sacred. And the second one, uh, I do feel like it initiated me into more of the mother archetype because as soon as you become pregnant, like your hormones entirely change. You have a completely new cascade of hormones circulating through your body and that doesn't get undone. Um, and so for me, the, the second one initiated me into really leadership and being like, okay, well, if I'm not choosing to use my sacred life force to be a mother, what am I choosing to use my sacred life force for? And I chose to have it be for, you know, helping women heal their bodies and to be a leader and a voice in, in the realm of work that I'm in. Um, yeah, so initiation into the sacred and initiation into leadership. Yeah, I really relate to I I've gotten pregnant twice with my partner and um this one that I'm still in the process of completing essentially. Uh like I'm still in the 9 month period. I looked at him, Isaac, my partner and I was like well, if we're not going to have a baby, we better be doing some other things here <laughs> because this is like the, we're choosing to end this, but we need to put this energy towards what we want that we don't necessarily we can, feel like we can go towards if we have a child in this moment, you know. And I think that that was a gift for me too. Um, I want to talk a little bit about a medical abortion, which is taking a pill to end a pregnancy because that is a whole experience that I feel is very (laughs) not talked about and downplayed. And um, for me, it was pretty horrific. And I'm just, Mm. or not horrific, but very intense. And I'm curious, just whatever you feel to share on that experience for yourself, what it was like physically, emotionally. For me, it was very much like a psychedelic experience. I felt it was very intense. And so, yeah, just for listeners in case they're weighing their options or they're, they've been through it too, just anything you have to share. Yeah, I'm happy to share. So I had a medical abortion through my second one. 
And um, I remember receiving the pills and just like having them in my hand and my doctor saying, okay, you like take them orally and you take the, you put these inside of your vagina. And I was like, okay, like this is very odd. I'm basically poisoning myself to induce termination. And like, as soon as I took them, like my whole body began to cramp. And I just, I felt like I had created this like temple space inside my house that was like very dark and had red and black everywhere because I was like I just I'm going into the darkness right now um and I just remember crying profusely just the whole time just waiting and waiting and waiting for the blood to come and it didn't come it didn't work the first time for me so this is why I like I ended up having to do it on Maui because I went back to the doctor and I was like, I didn't start bleeding. Like what the heck's going on? And she checked me and she was like, Oh yeah, no, you're definitely still pregnant. It probably wouldn't uh, gestate into a healthy baby. So good thing we're going to try it again. I'm like, thanks. So like, basically I just like maimed my fetus. Um, So then she gave me like double the doses and again, like the experience of choosing, um, you know, um, like pharmaceutical poison to, uh, to, you know, force your body to terminate a pregnancy. Um, I think because I had already done it once before, like I was prepared to like have the physical sensations. Like I felt poisoned kind of like a psychedelic experiment experiment experience where you are poisoning yourself and like my con like I became altered and I had to lay down and um but the sense of relief once I felt the blood start to flow um brought me to my knees I just started crying because I was like oh like thank you for actually working because before it didn't work um and I, I'm pretty sure I dissociated after that. So maybe my experience isn't like yours, um, but just the, uh, I, I am like a statistic, like the, of the inefficiency mm-hmm. of, of like Western medicalized abortions. Um, uh, but, you know, just the, the thought of putting poison up into my vagina was really, really hard for me to come to terms with because I had already been going through this process with Western gynecology and, and other ways. And in a way I, I felt, again, shameful and like fraudulent. I'm like, oh my gosh, who am I to talk about holistic health when I'm you know doing this to my body? So there was a, it's a mixed bag. It was a mixed bag of emotions and pain and jubilation and relief and grief and, you know, physical symptoms of nausea and intense cramping of the uterus and pelvis and the experience of seeing the blood and clots and, you know, everything else that comes out. Yeah. I definitely feel like I was floating above my body. Like I could see me just on the ground or on the toilet. And I was just like out of myself. Almost I imagine women are when they're giving birth because it's, mine was so painful, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I also believe the uh, pharmaceuticals alter your brain. Like yeah. I felt on drugs, uh, yeah, like I totally. was on drugs. And then also the release of all the chemicals is just a very intense experience. Mm. 
Um, I want to talk about just support mm-hmm. while going through this because it is such an experience, at least for me both times, is no one can be in your body and no one can make the choice but you. And it's yeah. this heavy feeling like your partner especially a loving partner can weigh in but ultimately it's like (laughs) you're like and at least for me I was like I just want you to know this feeling of how the what this feels like the whole thing and they can't and um and just enlisting people or sharing even though I feel for many the tendency is to isolate but to not do that and to say, hey, like you said, a sharing circle, this is my experience and let me let you in on this as much as I can. And um, I think that's really important, but I also think it's it's difficult to do too. So any words you have on support with abortion or support during a time like that would be great. Yeah, I'm, you know, our culture, at least here in the United States is, so focused on the light and like, you know, not thinking about negative experiences in the body. I mean, maybe yes, there's conversations around sexual assault and, and, and rape and whatnot, but there's really no forum for women to talk about these dark reproductive experiences and especially for abortion which is very taboo and it's like how can you choose death over life and there's a bunch you know at least the older generations there's like shame uh, implied so you know i i found a lot of support in online forums you know finding other women who have also had an abortion there's an instagram account called i had an abortion and i have found a lot of just i don't know internal feelings of i'm not alone i'm just reading stories and and seeing people celebrate their choice to choose you know, to terminate pregnancies. Uh, the story share circle was extremely healing for me because I had like some of my best friends and even a, a male mentor. I had him come to just to, just to reveal like the true deep pain uh, of choosing to terminate a pregnancy, even if it's an empowered decision, even if that's what we wanted, it doesn't negate the fact that it's painful. And so, you know, I feel like we as women, we must share these stories and we must, um, you know, not feel like we have to keep them to ourselves because statistically one in three women will have an abortion in their life. And I remember um, reaching out to my sister because I was having a really hard time. My sister is like a generation older than me. So we haven't really always been that close with in terms of these sorts of experiences. But I reached out to her and I was like, I'm having a really hard time with this, especially after the second one. And we sat down and she revealed to me that she had had, you know, several abortions. And I had no idea, like my entire life, I had no idea my sister had this, these experiences. And um, so just finding camaraderie in, in the experiences where we can, you know, talk about the details and, and talk about what we see in the toilet or whatnot. Talk about how our body feels, you know, throughout the time when we should be gestating a pregnancy. Um, so I, 
you know, if someone right now is going through a really hard time and, and they feel really alone in the journey, I invite them to, you know, have the courage and to open up their hearts to their friends, to the women in their life, or maybe their grandmother or their mother and just say, I'm having, I really need to talk to someone about this. Um, there's also no shame in seeking, um, you know, mental health support in the form of therapy or support groups. Um, you know, those, uh, those forms of support have been very supportive for me, uh, just in having uh, someone listen who we have no connection to, and that they're just impartial. Um, yeah, I, I feel like those are the ways that I have found support. And I've also noticed that when I start to open up about my abortion stories, that it gives other women uh, a sense of safety to open up about theirs and then a conversation can be had and maybe like a friendship can be formed or uh, solidarity created in these dark experiences of femalehood. Yeah, yeah. One of my, um, I found out I was pregnant the second time while I was at Burning Man. <laughs> oh, wow. And um, my friend there had been, had four abortions and had two children. And she said to me, she was like, you know, I used to feel so much shame that I got pregnant again and I was going to have an abortion again. And then I just realized, I was like, you know, my body just likes to make babies. <laughs> and I just like, if I'm going to have sex when I'm ovulating and something like I'm not super, super safe or there's just something happens, like I'll get pregnant. And I'm just realizing my body is amazing for doing that. And I also get to choose and her just sharing me, sharing that with me. I was like, oh, because it was my second pregnancy. I was like, this is okay. And just hearing stories of people who had six abortions or how many they need to have because that's what they choose can be so freeing. And yeah. I would love to say one more thing that really helped me was um, I am a, a historian by nature. I love history. I have my bachelor's in history and I started to research like the history of abortions and like how common it's been. And women have been terminating pregnancies as long as we've been getting pregnant. It hasn't been in the same methods, but you know, prior to the inquisition, it was very common for royalty even to go to the medicine woman in the woods to receive herbs to terminate pregnancies. Like the power of choice has always been in our hands and it's not this, this new phenomena of us choosing to terminate pregnancies. Like we get to determine how many children we have and, and that is a power that we have. So I just wanted to put yeah, that out there. It's, it's not just the rise of pharmaceuticals. Like we've been doing this for a long time. For a and, long time. Mm -hmm. um, that brings up something that I want to talk about that I didn't have on my list of questions, but I think it could be helpful is I know a lot of women who um, try to go an herbal route and then it doesn't work and then they have to do pharmaceuticals or a DNC or women that an herbal route for abortion works. And um just, I know for myself, the shame of, a little bit of shame, I wasn't too shameful of, of my choice of like, no, I know I need to go the route of a medical abortion, like that's what's going to work in my body. And anything you can say about that, because mm. there is options to go a different route. And a lot of the times we still have to go a traditional Western medical route. 
Um, and I know you have a lot of wisdom just in this field. So, right. So, you know, in the second, my second pregnancy, I did attempt to go the herbal route, but it started making me feel very ill. And the herbs that you use for termination can be very dangerous. Like you're, you're in essence like poisoning your whole body, but it's not, not just like focused on the uterus. It's like your whole body. And so then I, I went the pharmaceutical route. You know, there are, um, you know, women uh, in the online sphere who teach about herbal abortions. I personally don't feel well-versed enough to say like, this is what you do, or this is what you should do, because it can be very dangerous. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing about the pills is they are formulated specifically for this. And even though it is still poison and it's still uncomfortable, in a way, I actually personally, I felt safer going that route than still trying to do the herbal abortion because it's essentially doing the exact same thing. It's yeah. making it so your uterus is unfit for this pregnancy and it forces a miscarriage. Um, so if, if listeners are wanting to go to herbal route, I recommend and invite, you know, finding someone to guide you on that and to not just try to do it on your own through like researching forums or whatnot, because you can potentially do more harm than good, or you could, it could not work. And then you'll have to, you know, go through the, uh, you know, another process and just prolong the whole experience. Um, yeah, there are um, pregnancy release midwives out there, you know, people who support that. And then, oh, what is, there's, oh, give me a moment, there is a process, there's a process that you can do at home that people teach where you essentially, oh, it's called menstrual release, where you essentially put like a, a straw, like this glass straw in through the cervix and like using suction yourself, you can suction it out. Um, I'm forgetting what it's called. Uh, shoot, maybe I'll think of it and it will come through. But, you know, there are other home ways that women, that you can find women to support you in doing. Um, but if you're just kind of being all willy-nilly about it and read a couple of things online, um, I would invite you to, you know, find support and or go the Western route, but that's just me. You know, everybody can make their own decision. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. Um, I want to talk a little bit about having sex after an abortion mm -hmm. and that journey um, because it is a journey. <laughs> so, <laughs> anything you want to share, share on that. What was your experience like maybe with this abortion that you had with your current partner and his now husband mm -hmm. um, and coming back to sex after that. And what did that look like for you? Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, I was terrified to have sex, uh, even though I know about female fertility and that you can only get pregnant a certain amount of time. There's just like this perpetual, there was a perpetual dread that it was going to happen again. And, um, you know, my whole body would clam up and I just couldn't get myself to open to pleasure or open to sex. It's like my, you know, vaginal canal and cervix and, and uterus were just like, no, no, we've gone through something real intense and I don't want any sort of 
phallus inside of me. Um, But what really helped me was to practice fertility awareness method, like religiously. So take my temperature every day and check my cervical fluid every day and like just be super hyper aware of where I was in my cycle, you know, after my hormones you know, got back into balance because once you're pregnant and you have an abortion, there's like a rebalancing that has to happen. Um, So that helped me feel safe in my body once again to have sex. And like during the time when I could get pregnant or in my fertile window or in the time when like in the fertility awareness method, they say like you should use protection. We would use protection. Like I have a diaphragm is what I would use. Um, you know, and then just like, it's been several years now. And over time, that fear has lessened and my body has opened back up to sex. And, um, you know, it, the, the, the fear and the pain aren't as present anymore, but really getting to know my cycle in a very intimate way helped me feel safe and having sex again. And so if people are like, what's fertility awareness method? I invite you just to like Google it. And like, there's so yeah. much information out there about it. Um, but just to, to be completely literate with, your, with my cycle helped me feel safe. Yeah, I feel the same. It kind of took away that fear of, oh, I could get pregnant at any moment to actually know there's very distinct moments you can get pregnant and you can really have control over this, you know, and um, of course things happen, but right. Yeah. Just that there's a lot of empowerment to be had around our fertility. Um, You know, it's also like, it's really amazing to think that the times that we did get pregnant and we didn't want it, it's like, wow, like what a miracle that that happened for those, like just in those few days. Totally. I thought that too. Yeah. I remember having this moment, like a positive note of abortion and the Planned Parenthood clinic of, they actually had to do an ultrasound for me. And I just had this whole moment with my body where I was like, my body made this, like we made this. And I just... I was like, I'm so healthy and yeah. it's just such a good thing that it's happening too, you know, and that's a whole other side of getting pregnant. I think for many is this excitement, maybe, maybe not when you're so young, but maybe this happens when you're younger of just like, oh, my body can do this. Like right. I can, I can get pregnant and that's right. Yeah. Because there's some people who can't and yeah. I've actually had friends who are in their thirties and they've never had a pregnancy or a pregnancy scare. And they're like, Danelle, I don't even know if I can get pregnant. I'm like, that's a really interesting perspective. Like reframe, yeah. like, wow, I can do this. Like I am fertile. Okay. Yeah. That's a positive thing. Yeah, totally. Um, I feel like around abortion, at least before I got pregnant, I kind of had this thought about abortion where I was like, oh, that would be so easy. Like I, that was just kind of my conditioning. My mom was like, oh, you just go in and it's over, you know? Um, and, and then I got pregnant and I was like, this is not easy at all. And for some people it is easier and it is just like an appointment and then it's over. And I have thoughts on that, but for me, it was not an easy choice. And I think in our culture, it's really treated like that That in some spheres that it's just another form of birth control for women or it's this very easy choice that we make and it wasn't for me. And so 
just you've talked a lot about culture's perspective on abortion, but anything else you want to add there just <laughs> to, that you feel is important to yeah, share? Yeah. You know, the way that I've seen so many people's mindset around it is it's like going through a drive through or something yeah. like, oh, you just go, you do your thing and you move on. Um, you know, and people can say that they move on, but I'm pretty sure that they're lying to themselves because it, or they're repressing something or they're dissociated uh, from the, the feelings because it is a real experience that only females can experience. And it, you know, again, the, the process of choosing death over life, uh, I have noticed in women in my life who've gone through this, like it changes your neurochemistry. Yeah. And, um, and so I really think that there's a population of women who have a different brain chemistry because they've chosen to have an abortion versus the women who have chosen to have children and no abortion or who have never had an abortion, who have never had children. Like it's like, it, like it makes us in my, in my estimation, it makes us a little different yeah. and there's no space or room to express that difference. And, um, you know, and then also like the many of the, the men in our Western culture just completely discount the impact it has on our, on our heart, on our body, on our lives. And yeah, I, I feel like nowadays the conversation is maybe starting to take a turn, at least in, in, in our sphere. Yeah. Um, but I know probably in, in just you know, regular old American culture, it's still seen as, yeah, you go to Planned Parenthood, you do it, you get it done and you move on, you go to work, you know, two days later or something. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it will ever change. I don't know. I don't know either, but I can just say on this podcast that it wasn't like a drive-through for me. Um, no, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, you know, I don't want to give off that like abortion is so, so scary um, because it also for me is such a marker in my life that taught me so much, you know, right. and exactly. I do feel different and different for the better in so many ways. So, yeah, I agree. It's, it's for me, it was scary because it was unknown. Like you totally. don't know how you're going to feel. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's just, it, the unknown makes it scary, but the, you know, going through the journey, looking back, I'm like, oh, that, that was actually, you know, I'm going to say it, it was a positive thing for me. Totally. Me too. And yeah. definitely I was very scared as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you about, because this is something you and I share in common is being raised Catholic or having Catholic families, which uh -huh. they don't like abortion. No, no they don't. <laughs> and um, I'm sure some listeners have Catholic families as well. And so just, yeah, the process of sharing with your family. And, you know, for me, it was different. The first time I decided to share with them and I learned that next time I'm not doing that and didn't mm. share the second time, you know, or have now once it was way later. Um, and I'm just curious what your experience has been like. Yeah, so the only people in my family that know are my mother and sister. My father is the one who's very Catholic and I he doesn't know because yeah. I just know that he, he wouldn't understand I wouldn't, I, I can just know, I just know 
that I, I wouldn't feel supported by him in that way. I remember after the first abortion I had, um, I was with my cousins on my father's side of the family, like my Catholic side of the family. And I don't know, we had had a couple of drinks or something and I let it slip. And my, one of my cousins was like, do not say that to me right now. I can't believe you said that to me right now. I'm just going to pretend that you did not say that because we don't do that in this family. And I was like, oh, okay, it is not safe to talk about this here. So, you know, I've just chosen to keep it from these people in my life um, because I really didn't want to deal with what they had to say. Really, I was just yeah. like, uh, you're not going to help me at all. And yeah. why, why subject myself to the feelings of shame that I know I would feel uh, if I decided to bring this up? Um, and, you know, my mother and sister, you know, they've gone through their own pregnancies experiences. Um, and, you know, they, I wouldn't necessarily say they were like supportive, but they were actually, they were able to hear me, but we don't ever talk about it again. You yeah. know, it doesn't, it's like it happened and we don't ever talk about it. That's yeah. really how it's been. <laughs> yeah. 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 Same. Um, I think it's so important to say that we get to choose who we share with and right. it can be a really self-loving thing to not share with people that it isn't safe to share with. Um, exactly. Exactly. I want to talk a little bit about, um, how would I explain this? Just the inherited trauma that becomes very apparent once we become pregnant. <laughs> and I don't know mm -hmm. if that was an experience for you, but um, you said a little bit about like just the conditioning from your mom. I had this very real experience when I was pregnant of having this fear of pregnancy being awful and then realizing, oh, my mom hated pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And this is like her, her wound that I'm now feeling. And um, even just our relationships with our Catholic fathers and choosing not to share and that healing some sort of inherited trauma just by different choices and anything that you have to share on that, any insight you have, if you've had any thoughts about, about lineage and, and abortion being kind of a, a light into that. Mm. Yeah. Just hearing, you know, just having you ask me that question, I realized that my deep fear of pregnancy, uh, definitely comes from my mother because she got pregnant very early in life and then continue, like when she would get pregnant, later on, like with my father had many miscarriages. And like when she got pregnant with me, I was the last child baby she could carry. And so there was like fear of like losing the pregnancy. And so, you know, at the time of pregnancy, I didn't put that together, but having the second abortion really set me on this path of looking at my mother line trauma <laughs> and like mother wounding and like what like what I am carrying in my womb and has led me to choose to actively work on clearing that inherited trauma for when I do have children, yeah. um, because I do want children. I, I am planning on being a mother and in a way the abortions um, have guided me to face this trauma that I would have otherwise passed on to my future children and, 
yeah, just initiated again, like I said, the first one myself into the sacred and the second one into this place of leadership. And for me, being a leader of my life, being a leader of what, uh, you know, energetics that I want to pass on to my children um, is a real thing. I don't think I was conscious of it, but you asking me this now, I'm like, oh yeah, that was definitely a part of the lessons that I learned. Um, yeah. 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 I, I find too, at least for me, being pregnant with the person I'm going to be with, who I'll have kids with, it's like, oh, this is opened up a floodgate of everything I need to heal until right. I make <laughs> this right. choice to bring a being into the world, you know? Right. Um, I also want to say it for, I've noticed, because it's been several years, but it's also initiated my partner into looking yeah. at what does he want to pass on? Because, you know, like in his seed is, is his trauma from his family line. And he's been working diligently to like repattern himself. And so it is definitely an opportunity to be like, hold on, what do I want to birth into the world? Like what type of being and what type of energy do they, do I wish them to have? Obviously we can't, you know, choose everything and things happen and you know the being will be who they are but it it was a wake-up call for both of us yeah it was definitely for my partner too just of him really being like whoa what do I who do I want to be when I bring a child into the world and right. um you know, there's a lot of information out there that the men are disconnected from us and our experience but I find that amazing men are if we let them in that an abortion is just as much of an initiation for them as well you know definitely definitely I mean sometimes that like I said it's been years but I sometimes it will come up again and my partner will still hold me and he's like yeah, yeah. that was really terrible that yeah. really really sucked that we had to do that but yeah. we're going to have we're going to have children and they're going to be amazing and maybe the same spirit will come you know? yeah totally yeah yeah um, so I have a few like rapid fire questions. Okay. <laughs> Some are rapid. You can take your time. <laughs> I'm getting ready. <laughs> um, before I ask like a final question, but, um, so what's your favorite way to feel your feelings? Hmm. Dancing. Dancing. Yeah, I would say dancing. Otherwise, I get all bottled up and I have to move my body. <laughs> I like, just want to dissociate. And so moving my body helps me actually feel my feelings. Yeah, I love that. What does your inner child love the most? Flowers. Oh, I like yeah. that. Mine too. When do you feel the most alive? When I'm at the ocean, at the beach. Same. Um, if someone were to come to ask you, how do I feel better? What would you say to them? I'd say, uh, yeah, take a moment to be alone and get quiet and put your hands on your body and just listen. Yeah. I love that. Okay, Danelle, where can we find your work and everything that you've got going on? And can you just tell us a little bit about 
what's happening cervical wellness. <laughs> yeah, so um, you can find me at cervical wellness on Instagram or my website is www.cervicalwellness.com. Cervical wellness is a women's health education platform that is focused on supporting women in reversing abnormal pap smears on their own. So HPV and cervical dysplasia, that's like the doorway through which most women come to work with me, but uh, cervical wellness, the the education and the experiences and the information run the gamut of you know ancestral healing, um, you know empowerment, feminine leadership, um, you know trauma resolution within our wombs and our vaginas, sexual empowerment, sexual literacy. So you know if you're interested in any of that sort of information, come on over and check us out. I um, we have a growing community and there's a lot of beautiful conversations happening and uh, women reclaiming their power in their bodies and their lives and really learning to love their female form once again. Cool. Yeah. I really recommend checking out her work. Yeah, thank you. So my last question is just, yeah, for any of the listeners who have gone through an abortion or are going to go through one or just really need some extra support what are just some final words that you have for them the first thing I want to say is that this choice is completely natural and that we're worthy of choosing ourselves uh, for ourselves and then the final thing I want to invite listeners to consider is what is this experience uh, calling you into? Like, what is it calling you to rise into? Like, what, when you go through this or have gone through this, what is this experience, uh, yeah, bringing you towards? Yeah, I love that. Thanks so much for being here, Danelle. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this episode of How to Feel. If you want to stay updated on the release of future episodes, go ahead and subscribe. And if you like the podcast, I would so appreciate a review. For all other information about my work, about upcoming events, about the podcast, you can head to www.anastasiaholland.com and also come hang out with me on Instagram at Anastasia Holland. Thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it and I hope you have a great week.